from the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders, we are the Forum for the Fans, the Bleed Blue Show. Now, here are your hosts, Steve and Chris. Mm-hmm. Back way back in way back in April, 
So, yeah. So these are the important times. Yeah. It's, it's better it, when it, you're a fan, a particular fan of that of that particular right. thing. Always and, and, that, and Always. that's the thing. And, that, and that's the thing. Let me say something real quick. Uh, and I'll be real quick. Two things. Uh, one's a plug, but it, it, one's piggybacking off what you said. And that's the thing about what I respect out of fans. If you're a fan of a particular team, it ain't got to be our team. It could be just individual teams. Like, if you know your shit, like, it, like everybody's fans for different reasons. You know, whether it's the colors or it's the family you grew up in, wherever you lived. People are fans for different reasons. Me, Steve, I'm saying if you are the type of fan who does his homework, his or her homework, and researches and, and can speak intelligently, we don't have to agree on everything. But the fact that you thought out a thought on why something is good or bad based on who it is because of the research, like I said, you have my utmost respect. And, and I plug it the way I, I'm about to say right now before you bring on any stakeholders, you know, Go back to Tuesday's episode with the hockey. Like, we're not just talking Rangers. We're talking every team in the league in the NHL playoffs. Go back to last night's episode. We're not just talking the Knicks versus the Cavs and the playoffs coming up. We're talking every play. Oh, man, I, I didn't even get your thoughts about that, Chris. The playing games yesterday, uh, every yeah. round matchup, intelligent dialogue as far as why or why not. That's the shit mm-hmm. I am passionate about. It, it keeps me coming back. To you know, continue to these episodes. So uh, I had to put the plug in and connect the dots on pretty much the the pure existence of the Blue Blue Show, bro. Right, right, and I appreciate that. Look, we are uh, well. First of all, we're going to definitely embark on this is the beginning of the season right here to me, because we start drafting, then nothing's a surprise on draft night. Then nothing's a surprise in, pre, in, in, in the, the um, rookie camp. Nothing's a surprise in free agent camp. And we, it goes on from there. It spins from there. You know, and that's – it really sounds kind of, you know, kind of goofy. But the truth of the matter is that's how you build your knowledge base. And also you commiserate with other people that are in this group and, you know, other stakeholders. And, and, we, and we get together that way intellectually and it always – is a great thing because we share the same knowledge, so that's good. Uh, I right. want to say one thing, though. I want to say one thing, Steve, before we bring on the stakeholders and all that about play on. There's one thing that bothered me about the play-ins play, um, yeah, from the last two days in the NBA. And I don't, I'm not the type of cat that likes to call out brothers and, and, and do that as a public forum, but I have to do this one. I want to know what the hell what the hell is going on with Zion Williamson? Okay, I wouldn't. What he did yesterday was egregious to me. <laughs> okay, I, there's other crimes. There's been other people have done other things, other weird stuff. But dude, you came out for the layup line and you didn't play the game and you ain't played in a long, long time. I have a lot of problems with that because the excuse you can give me is, doesn't exist. I just want to get that out out of the way. That's what's wrong. That's such a bad example and a, and a bad precedent as well for ownership and management for all. It could have a reverberating, reverberating effect throughout the entire league and then some. I think it's ugly. Mm-hmm. I just had to get it out. I just had to get it out. I, I stayed well, up, you know, like as you know, as you know I've been out, you know, I, I get home like 1 o'clock in the morning. And before I knock off in the shower, I'm looking at all the highlights and all that, and I'm seeing that, and I'm going, wait a minute, you didn't play? Why'd you show up? <laughs> you know? Well, I, I mean, it's kind of, it, well, you know, 
it, you know, I can see both sides of the argument, but I'm kind of more on your side when it comes to this type of stuff. I mean, you're from an era where if you could walk, you play. And today's athlete, for the most part, if if they're wanting to protect their best interest, I a la Lamar Jackson, you know, you know, yeah. he remember he didn't even make his trip to Cincinnati for the playoff game. So, you know, these play, the, the newer generation they they look at it different and look at Kawhi Leonard with low management. So it's totally different, you know. Uh, it's just. <laughs> Different. The culture wow. of fans is just different. So I mean, that's I, I get why you're saying what you say, but um, and I'm more on your side. I mean, if you can walk, you can play. I I understand that logic. You but, showed uh, up. I mean, these these athletes are just different. Man. And you got on a court. You actually got I on get the it, court. Man. He, did some, he did some spinning dogs. I'm like, okay. Yeah. You ain't one of three, do you? You you ain't supposed yeah, to. Yeah. You can't inspire anybody like that. So it just yeah. really blew my mind. But um, right, right. no, nah, other than that, um, I, I didn't get thrilled about anything else. Uh, the, the the Timberwolves don't deserve to be here playing playing that way, giving up the game to Lakers like they did. That's that's the bottom line of that story right there. And what was the other game? Uh, what am I missing? I'm missing. I was missing something. Uh, I can't remember. Well, I mean, in the East, oh. uh, uh, the Raptors had beat – no, 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 they lost to the Bulls. And then um, that was Bulls. a good they comeback by the Bulls, and then the Hawks beat the, uh, the Heat. So, But, yeah, well, yeah. let's talk for wins. Let's get to this football, bro. Let's get to the let's football. We're here, man. We did all this research. We did all this research. We got to spill our guts. <laughs> so, we got anybody right. you want to bring on? I got stakeholders digitally that want to say their picks from afar, but um, whoever's right. in the queue, bring them on. Well, Ray is in the house, and he told us two weeks ago, and I come back, I'm going to be armed with some knowledge. Dre, I'm ready to be educated, Dre. Educators, Dre. What's up, bro? We're we're good, everybody. Yeah. Exciting, exciting, huh? What's up, Dre? Nothing much, man. That time time of year again, you know. Right now, Dre, I'm getting blown. Dre, my problem right now is I've been traveling around a lot, and I'm back in Jersey for two nights, and it's 80 degrees out there, and I don't know how to act. I, Yo, it, it, you talk, hey, come come on now. Yo, besides besides Steve, y'all y'all know I'm 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 probably second to him as far as traveling for work, so I'm always on the go too. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's 75 degrees here. It's been 75 degrees for the past three or four days. I know. So. I, I, that's, I, wasn't, I wasn't ready for that. We keep moving on different climates and all of that, whatever. All right. So, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, 929 You only got a few more minutes. If, if, you're, if you want to get in on this, you got 15 minutes. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Let's get started. But, I, 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 let's not wait, man. Let's get this shit out of the way. Let's do this. Chris, right you want to do the drum roll? Do you want to get the drum uh, roll popping? Can I do that? Can I? Can I actually do that? Can I do the little? Yeah. I'm gonna go like. I'm gonna go like this here. Right. I'm gonna write, and I'll write down Flat the picks for everybody. Flat out. All right. So. Um. As I was, let me just preface this by saying this. By saying this. As of right now, this could change tomorrow. As of right now, the New York Football Giants have ten picks. Okay, we got our first rounder in twenty number twenty five. So we're down this year. We're no, there's no lottery unless you know Joe does something between now and, and the draft. 
We have a second rounder. We have a third rounder. We have a fourth, and we have two fifths. Then we have one sixth rounder that we got from Kansas City in that in that Tony trade. Then we've got three seventh rounder, and one of those came from Baltimore. So that's where we at. We have one, two, three, four, five. No, one, two, three, four, two fives, a six, three seven. And our first pick is at number twenty-five. And who's picking first, Steve? Is, am I up? Am I up at the podium? Am I the commissioner? Or what's going on? Do you want to go first? <laughs> do you want Dre to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Let's it, get it, Dre. Let's take the order. Don't matter. Dre, Dre, you are the twenty twenty three sacrificial lamb. I mean, a uh, 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 first pick of the draft. <laughs> and you're gonna have your moment right here with the first pick from Dre at number twenty five. You have. You choose. Hey, you know what? I'm feeling pretty good about this because last time I picked the first round, it was spot on. <laughs> so, 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 okay. So, you know, just to sum up real quick, talk to y'all about uh, two weeks ago. You know, DJ's the the the, the face of, of the team Explain now. So I'm going face name first. So I'm going. So I'm going. So I'm, I'm okay. So I'm going. So I'm. So I'm going. O, I'm going O line here. All right. So okay. Yeah, no. I'm looking. I'm. 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 I'm looking. I'm looking at a at a sleeper. He not 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 too sexy. Not you know just 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 right for the job. We need a guard. I'm going at uh with with uh Steve Avedo Aveda six four three twenty TCU guard. That's that's what I'm looking at right there. You know, he he's not he, he's not top two, top three, but he's somewhere in between. And oh, really? you know, I think we can get being that being being that he's a guard. You know, it ain't you know, no big no. There's no big fuss about guard. I think we can sneak sneak and get him. You know, sneak and get Do him. You he's you know. Think he's gonna be available, though? Is he gonna? You think he'll be a? Don't you think he'll be that's that's what I'm saying. That's that's okay. That's that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm saying that I think he's going to be available at 25 because of his position and what type of player he is at his position. He's not he's not the number one. And he's not the number two. See what I'm saying? He 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 right. he's good enough for what we what we're going to need. See what I'm and saying? You know, he's good enough for what our game plan is going to be. I agree, Dre. And you know what? The good thing about him, he can start center too. You know, and he did. He, he played center, yeah, exactly. guard, yeah. center and guard. Yeah, and he's yeah. a big dude. He's got a nice physical presence. He's nasty. He don't get too many yeah. presses. He's good. Steve Avila is yeah. a monster. I will hand you that. I got. I got to give you some some extra love on that, bro. All right. I I, I wrote it down. We got Dre for Steve Avila out of CCU. Who who Chris yeah. go next? Who who do you got? Okay. Uh, I think that we have a position of need that really needs really needs addressing quickly, quickly, um, Steve and um, oh Andre, and I with the 25th pick of, of the NFL draft for the New York Football Giants, I'm going back to my school. I'm going back to no, the University of Maryland. I'm a kid, Deontay Banks, cornerback. Uh, what probably the third or fourth rated cornerback in this draft. Uh, I didn't pick him any higher because I think this, this is a quarter, cornerback heavy draft. 
that's gonna um and three the three that, that are rated before him are gonna go. They're not, they're not gonna be there at number twenty five. Uh, Deontay Banks, man, is nasty. He, he's six feet, about two hundred pounds. He runs about a four three or so. He's uh, he keeps people. He's quick to recover if you if you try to beat him. He's that kind of guy. He's got these. He can he can he can turn and run downfield with anybody speedy. Um, I think he's not a cover two kind of guy. He's more of a one on one type of dude. But that's okay. That's okay because let me tell you, they're gonna they're not they're gonna test him early. They're not gonna go to a Dory side. All right, and we also have a shortfall there, man, because you know my grandmother could, could probably, you know, cover the other side from a dory, man. And she's been dead for thirty years. I don't know, but he's nice. He does. He's fluid. He does a nice job of running his roots. Um, he doesn't. He's the one. He's the one. The last two years that have locked up my team, Ohio's Ohio State Buckeyes receiver. You know, he's the one that that that, um, I can't remember his name, the top receiver now for the Jets. He shut his ass down last year. Um, so um, that's my guy right now. I'm going with Deontay Banks. I know I know the Steelers want him. You know, he's still developing, I, but I think he has the highest ceiling. And he, but he's not raw either, man. He has, like I said, he has excellent blend of speed and, and length for an outside corner. And he had a big step uh, advance last year. I had to, Steve, I had to go – I had to play with it a little bit because I also looked at, at, at Eli Ricks for a little while, and I also this guy out of um, Mississippi Mississippi State, called him Manny Forbes, who is nice, really, really nice. But Manny Forbes did not see the coverage, didn't see the the offense with a few. Well, he did, he did, but he didn't. He wasn't continually tested. He's interested, and I he's interesting, but he doesn't have that flashy play that Deontay Banks has. And also, Deontay Banks, as you know, showed up in the, in the combine and did his thing and naturally impressed everyone. So I kind of dig Deontay Banks. So I'm going with Deontay Banks as my number one pick in the 2023 draft for the New York Football Giants. The great Steve Azul is on the clock. I sure am. What's going on, fellas? Uh, I understand the logic of why you guys said what you said. You can put the drum roll in for me. Listen, I was thinking along there's the drum roll. There we go. <laughs> I was thinking along the lines of Dre. Um, I knew like cornerback is a s- extreme position of need for our football team. But I felt or I thought we could probably wait on it because the cornerback uh class is deep in this draft. So I think since we paid number eight, we need to protect number eight. And the line still needs help. I exactly. was thinking along the lines of, of of Dre, and you already know we need a center. And right now, if John Michael Schmitz out of Minnesota is on the board, Very we go thing. get our center. We go get our anchor. We could solidify four out of the five linemen spots, figure out left yeah. guard a little bit later, free agency, camp, shit like that. I'd rather go into a camp situation where one position on the line needs to be solidified and will be probably a top 10 line with that. John Michael Schmidt has played a lot of football in that Big Ten. I was debating between him and Joe Tipman, who they're pretty much oh yeah they're pretty much graded the same. Um, mm-hmm. I, I John Tipman is a taller center. He finishes off blocks better, but he's a little bit more raw. 
Uh, I like Josh Michael Smith because he's more lower to the ground, and he, he's, he's a smarter football player. I want smart guys on my offensive line to go with a Pro Bowl tackle like Andrew Thomas, Evan Neal, who's still developing and got the, the, the guard and right guard. I thought about Steve Avedo, uh Dre, but I, I was not sold after what happened uh, versus Georgia. That kind of bothered me, to be quite honest with you. But my pick, yeah, John Michael Smith, center of the University of Minnesota Golden Gophers, and I will read the other guys' picks on behalf of them. Shout out yeah, to the Worm. Thank you. Shout out to the great many dogs. Shout out to Isaac. Here's the crazy thing. The Worm, he had an option. Now, he says – Draft Joey Porter Jr., the son of the very good Joey Porter uh, out of Penn State, uh, cornerback. Uh, that's if he was available. I didn't think he would be available by the time he got the number 25. Right. But if I guess that's Worm's pick. He says if it's not there, if it's not him, he went with the Chris, the great Professor Chris's route. He went with Deontay Banks. So that's Worm's okay. pick. Deontay Banks or Joey Porter. Many dogs. Deontay Banks cornerback out of Maryland, and then the great Isaac, sports fan Isaac on Twitter, went with Joey Porter mm-hmm. Jr. So Chris, wow. Worm, Manny, Isaac all went cornerback first round. Don't blame him. I can't blame him. I just felt I wanted to wait it out because I thought it was a little bit deeper, this draft. I want to get on that line protect number eight because I know number eight, <laughs> he needs all the protection he can get. So exactly. I guess that's pick number one, right, guys? That's pick number one, and that is the first round. It has ended right then and there. Um, great. Hey, those are some great picks, man. Those are some really, really good picks. All right. All right. All right. So our next pick are um, the second round, which it is, it is number 57, which I, I have a theory, and I've said it for many, many years. The first 80 players are, are number one draft picks anyway. So, number okay. 57 in round two. Uh, Dre, you are up with the 57th pick of the NFL. Um, oh, no, sorry, the big blue box draft. Okay. So, could you still hear me? Still got you. Okay. All right. So, um,. You know, like like Steve said, me and him was thinking alike, but I actually switched the center to the to the second round. So I had a center going at the second round, and um, the center that I picked was uh, I was looking at you know Van Pran from Georgia, and I liked him because okay when when they had you know when when he's pulling, he's head hunting. Ain't no little pull mm-hmm. get you grab you, man. He's pancaking. He's straight up putting you on the ground. I like that. And Andy getting up and being hyped up and doing little dances, wiggling. He excited out there. We need somebody excited out there. And you know, and it'd be it'd be good to have another Georgia Bulldog on there. You know, him and him and Andrew Thomas out there. You know, doing their thing together. So that's why I picked you know center, and and I think that he'd be there. At 57. Because once again, he's not top two, he's not top three, he's not number one. He's right in the middle. You got to get them sneaky picks. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because they're going to be there. <laughs> they're going to be there. 
So that's, wow. that's who I got at number two, Van Fran, Cedric, six four three ten. Wow. You know, I forgot about him. <laughs> exactly. That's, that, that's, that's the point. I forgot about <laughs> you forget about him, he's going to be there. He, he's he be there. is really, really impressive. Okay. All right. Well, um, mm, I think about him. You, you, you kind of messed me up there a little bit. I, I went right back. <laughs> and, and you know what? I saw I, and I watched them all, and I watched them pretty much all season. You know? Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, um, with my drum roll, my 57, wow. That, that Dre, you got me, you know, scratching my head here. You know? Um but I'm going. I'm going to another. I'm going to another conference in my pit, and um, and I'm good. Wow, mess me up. Anyway, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and go with Ryan Hayes out of Michigan. Ryan Hayes is very, very impressive. He was the starting left tackle with the Wolverines, but you know he's not. He's not going to play with, with his. He's six six two ninety eight, but he doesn't have the kind of um. How do I say that? How do I say that? He doesn't have, let's just say he has. He doesn't have the range yet to be a, a, a tackle. But he's damn sure with his schooling and with, 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 with the, the, um, the pressure and, and experience that he has in that, in that, in that conference, he's definitely going to bring it here. Um, he could, I don't think he needs that much. He improved what he did over the, over the season, senior season, y'all, is he improved his pass, um, development pass protection. And he's just going to get big. So I'm really got um, confidence with him with that. But here's my thing. What I really liked about him was the year before he started the blind blind side spot on the line, right? And he had a pretty damn good season. And he dealt with Georgia defensive line in, in, in that semifinal, and he and he had a great game. And he also has manhandled Minnesota and Michigan State. He was so so. He gets a fifty fifty um, 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 grade against Ohio State and and Penn State, but he held his own. And I'm looking at the plethora of people that we do have, and I'm going fifty seven. We could take a chance on Ryan Hayes, who who's kind of a, a, a up and coming superstar, really really improving as the years go on. Besides, if Joe, but I will let you know right now, it's not going to happen. But if Joe Chipman falls to us, Joe Chipman from Wisconsin, it's over. Because Joe Chipman, like you said, you alluded to earlier, Steve, he definitely, definitely is a potential NFL starter and, and all pro, for sure. You know, he's only allowed a sack and five pressures over the, over the last year. And that sack wasn't even his fault, you know, against Iowa. So, yeah, so I like those two, but I'm going to give the edge just now. I'm, well, in, in, in ability, I will give the edge to Chipman, but I'm going to – Slightly give it to um give, give the edge to Hayes because Hayes is the one that's probably going to end up being there if, if any team chooses between either two. So I'm going to say Ryan Hayes officially at this time for the second round. Steve, Steve Azul is on the clock and a drum roll, please. Number fifty-seven. Well, at fifty-seven, I'm going cornerback and. I know you guys went for Deontay Banks in the first round, and it's possible he could fall. And I kind of had him penciled in if he fell. But let's say in the event he's not there, 
I'm taking the next best available who should be there. I'm going Cam Smith, cornerback, South Carolina. I like Great the pick. fact that he's a he has a very good eye for Great pass pick. defense. He's uh, uh, you know, he had a concussion in that Gator Bowl game, right? Yeah. But he started a lot of games, played against good uh, wide receivers against Tennessee and Georgia. He's, and uh, he he held his own on a bad team. But uh, I feel that he's going to not be a pro bowler, but he's kind of he's going to be better than what we already have as far as a good quality uh, cornerback. Now, the other thing about these other cornerbacks, and this is where we fell into the trap five years ago with um, DeAndre Baker. Uh, you know, some of these guys, man, you know, you don't know if they're going to get in trouble with you know, off the field. And I, I kind of try to dig deeper on that type of research. I was looking for an all overall strong football guy and football player played a lot of snaps, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of pass defenses. You don't have to intercept everything, but definitely a sure tackler. And Cam Smith is that at South Carolina. So I, and you know, it's good quarterback size. I'm not exactly sure if he can play nickel, but I know I can put him on the outside and, and you know, it's not necessarily a shutdown cornerback. You probably could throw him on a number two, number three receiver, but shit, that's a start for what we have. So, right, right. I, it, in the event that Deontay Bates is not there, and he probably will be gone, but I, you already heard what I said in round one. I gotta sure up the line, man. Like this, is, that's how I roll. You know, we know my court. We we know this quarterback. <laughs> sure, the fucking lineup. We'll figure yeah, out everything yeah. else around it after that. So I'm going Cam Smith, South Carolina, uh, round number two, pick number fifty-seven. And let's go to the other guys' picks. The Worm. Round number two, and this is crazy because these guys, man, Worm, Manny, and Isaac, talk about being on the same page. I doubt they were cheating off the same paper. Jonathan Mingle, wide receiver, Ole Miss. Uh, that is who Worm has went with. He, he, he wants to throw uh, – he wants to go wide receiver for Daniel Jones. Jonathan Mingle, the wide receiver out of Ole Miss, had a fantastic year for uh, them. His, well, you're going to laugh at this, Chris and Dre. <laughs> the great Manny Dogs, Blitzbly Blue on Twitter. Uh, Manny Dogs, uh, Blitzbly Blue on IG. He went wide receiver Cedric Tillman, the University of Tennessee, for his pick. And then I ironically, great Isaac, sports fan Isaac on Twitter, also went it. Cedric Tillman, wide receiver of uh, Tennessee. I hate, I, hate, I hate them both. I hate them both. <laughs> oh, my God. No, they did not pick them guys. They, I, mean, pick six, I swear six, to God, I, got, I, I, I screenshot it. Oh, yeah, I That's exactly what they got. And I doubt they were talking to each other. So good for them for doing oh, homework. Good for them. All right. All right. All right. Um, damn. Dre. Dre, Dre, Dre. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I hate these people. You wait till I touch on some daddy dog's ass. Oh. Dre, you are on the clock at number 50. I mean, um, yeah. Yeah, that. <laughs> I'm so mad. Okay. All right. So, on this pick, you know, I, I decided to switch over to the defensive side. Okay, I got uh, Dayon Henry, linebacker, Washington State. I'm going to tell you why. Pac-12, heavy, heavy passing conference. We haven't had a linebacker that could drop back in coverage in, in a decade, a little bit over. Yeah. 
been a minute. Yeah. You know, and 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 you know, I'm 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 looking at the, the highlights. I mean, I already knew that he would be able to drop back in coverage. Little confidence he coming out. Of. You know, he he's a he's a ball hawk. He's a ball hawk out of the linebacker position. Um, they had him playing middle. Um, I don't know if we you know could put him outside or whatever, but you know he was a ball hawker and. You know, he attacks the ball during the during the run too, so that's why I picked him because we we need a coverage linebacker bad. Like bad bad. So yeah, that's that's why I got him, you know, going third and he's gonna be there. Like I said, not not a sexy pick, but but a good pick. So he's gonna be there. So you uh you think that um you don't think we have enough right here? I mean, on 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 the roster right now for um, for what the, the, the thing. What the thing. Yeah, I mean, what the thing about it is, our defense. You know, we we got we got holes in in the defense, but it's different from the offense, man. Because you got you got to take care of that line, man. Like the defense could kind of come together. And, you know, even though we got holes, they can make it, you know, pretty decent to where we're playing, you know, we're, we're playing, we're still playing sexy football. You know, we can't have them out there for for four quarters, for, for 48 minutes, you know, because they okay. get tired. But, you know, we, we don't have to be a high-powered offense to to win games. With that group okay. that we have in defense, they still need help there. All right, all right, that's right, everybody. All right, let me go to my number pick. I uh, number number pick number <laughs> my 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 third round pick number eighty nine. Uh, drum roll, please. Where am I at? Look here. Uh, with my tell me if you ever heard this record before, Steve. I picked Cedric Tillman <laughs> of the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, a lot of reasons. Uh, big bug, 6'3", 213. Uh, yes, he missed some times with injuries, okay? But when he came back, and, that, and one of the reasons those injuries are probably going to cause him to drop to us, I'm going to love it. Um, he had a breakout season two years ago. He was breaking out last year before he got his injury, but I understand he's he's right, he's back where he should be. He's got the size, the ball skills, the body control, everything. He he really wasn't putting motion a lot. He was always tasked with running a, a route free, route free that had all his branches, but he's bigger and stronger than most of most of his opponents. And we're missing that kind of receiver. We've got a lot of. We got a lot of thoroughbreds. We don't have this tough dude that we thought that Tony was gonna be. Okay, uh, when he's like, when he's going against press coverage, he probably needs to de- develop a little bit, bit more technique. But I do think that he's gonna avoid. He's he's gonna improve in that 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 uh that particular category. He's competitive. He's physical. He has good field visions. Again, his size. His speed, his hand, everything. He has no issues blocking. 
He has no issues plucking the ball away from, um, from, from, from his frame with extension and hanging on and shit like that. He's strong and confident, dude. He's got that kind of he's Mike Evans mixed up with Tony at his best day kind of thing. He's got body control. This guy's got everything. He's dropping down because he got hurt last year. He could drop down and wear blue for the rest of his life, as far as I'm concerned. So I'm going with There you go. And finally, the great Azul is up at number eight nine. And the great Azul says, "Listen, you already know where I'm going. I said this is a deep defensive back draft, and I'm doubling down from round two to round three. I." I've got our Julian Love replacement. That is Antonio Uh-oh. Johnson, cornerback from Texas A&M. And, and the beauty about him, that. he's basically a clone of Julian Love. Uh, yep. Could play cornerback. You could also put him in the box and play some little strong safety. And we need that, you know. But it's not just about drafting cornerbacks for me. I tr- like I said, I try to dig deeper. Look at guys that are good character guys because we ran into that trouble five years ago with DeAndre Baker and we lost cap, we lost draft draft equity. Never got the ROI on drafting him. We lost, we pretty much lost the draft pick. So what I looked up in, when it came to Antonio Johnson, you know he he played prematurely because of injury. So he got early start, uh, is you know back in 2020. Uh, for a guy that's 6'3", he has actually has some good speed, great change of direction. Uh, he's a very good sound tackler. I'm all good with the first three points off rip, and then the, the icing on the cake is everybody says he's a smart kid. And he reads coverage as well, you know? you know. So when you read coverage as well and you get into uh, Wink Martindale's defense, uh, that's a plus because you, you can definitely – up your game, being on the field with more snaps, the better you yep. can beat in that film room. And smart guys know the film room, and film room guys who can make tackles are going to play a lot of snaps. That fits what we need. Also, in the box, he's a, he's a very sound tackler. You know, we had those issues years ago with the Giants. I don't want to go back to guys who are undisciplined. You can have athletic guys, but get, couldn't tackle worth the lick. I'd rather have a slower guy with average speed who can make a sound tackle than a guy who has all the talent in the world and just couldn't tackle for shit. So, Antonio, uh, Antonio Johnson, a career 164 tackles, stands 6'3", 195. You can get versatile with him. You can put him on the outside. You can put him in the box. So that's doubling down from my uh, my pick before that, going with Cam Smith from South Carolina, Antonio Johnson, Texas A&M. Let me get to the other guys' picks. That's Great pick. round three. Okay, worm with with John Till, uh, Joe Tillman, the center from Wisconsin. I don't blame him. Uh, I get it because John Tillman was on my board. I get it. He's a John Tillman is a tall. Uh, how can I explain? He's a taller center, about six seven ish. Played a lot of Big Ten games for the Wisconsin Badgers. He finishes off blocks very well. I'm just remembering his game tape. Um, he's not too far off of my pick uh, with uh, 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 from the first from the first round from Minnesota with John Schmitz. So I get where Worm is coming from. So I, I have no problems with that. Actually, much respect. And here's the crazy thing. Mandy Dawes also went center, but he went with Luke Weipler from the Ohio State uh, Badgers, you know? So he also went center as well in round three. So shout-outs to Mandy Dawes. 
him and Worm are pretty much on the same page as far as sequence of picks. And the great Isaac went with his college football team. He's a Notre Dame Fighting Irish fan. He went with Isaiah Foskey, the defensive end edge. Uh, he's a brute. So shout-outs to Isaac. So he's going to want to pair that with Thibodeau, oh, Kayvon Thibodeau, and Ojulari. I guess he's thinking pass rush, pressure. Don't blame him. Right. We played in, play in the NFC East. So there goes our picks for round number three. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, that's cruising along. That concludes the third round. Huh? I'm sorry, did you say something? No, I was just saying we're cruising. We're, we're doing well. We're, we're on, yeah, we got a nice yeah, little yeah. close to this are, episode. We are, we are. Andre, you are here at pick number 120. Is that 128 on we get right there? I lost my way. Hold on. Yes. Dre, with the 128th pick in round four, you have. So, for this pick, um, honestly, this pick could have been later on down the line um, or might be right in time. So, I got DJ uh, Turner, cornerback, Michigan. You know, he runs a 4-2-6-40. I think he'll be a better slot cornerback for us. Um, Okay. As far as covering, he's okay in coverage. That's why I wouldn't put him out man-to-man. But, I mean, a guy with that speed, you know, we could put him out there at the slot. Um, He can even return from kicks for us. That's That's what I'm looking at right there. So I got him, you know, at the, is that number four? Yeah, four for our Michigan DK Turner. Okay, there you go with that. Let me do something here. All right, um, my pick is is kind of a uh, you know not a real glamorous guy at number um um round four to pick twenty eight. Leave me alone, man. I know you're laughing at me. Okay, and I'm gonna go ahead, and I think this is a, kind of a safe pick, if you will. I think we're going to pick Jordan Battle, safety out of Alabama. He uh, he he was pretty. He he may have some limitations, but I think he's going to be a starter on the next level, and what a right next next level for him to jump off. He didn't have. He wasn't a splashy guy. He's not a. He's not spectacular, but he gets the job done. He's a strong. He's gonna. He's really probably more of a strong safety type with us. Uh, he's a tough defender. Um. He has nice so skill set in every way. I think um, what he'll bring is probably a, an aggressive nature to that to that that backfield. Should we should we choose him? He is he's a definitely a Wink Martindale kind of guy. He's very loud. He's a locker room presence, and he can back it up with with his ability. Um, but he's a, again he wasn't. He wasn't uh, flashy, if you will. So that's probably explained explain why he, he'll drop this low to us. But he was a four-year starter on that team. He never had any red flags in, in, in the combine or whatever. So, hey, look, I'm going with him. I'm, I'm going, I'm, I, have, I have to go with my man. I think he, Jordan Battle, has something, something to prove, and I think he can prove it on his next level. 
Viva Zoo, fourth pick. I mean, yeah, round four, pick number 128 for you, sir. Yeah, if somebody, I can't hear, if somebody, if you're not speaking, mute your background noise. I'm getting feedback. Uh, but yeah, round Thanks. number four, I'm going, I'm going with um, KJ Henry, linebacker edge out of Clemson University, Dabble Sweeney. Listen, um, he doesn't do anything specifically well. He kind of does a little bit of everything well, if that makes sense. So it's a guy who's seen a lot of football at Clemson. He's played multiple seasons before COVID. I mean, he's a little older in age as well. So, uh, you, you know, he's not like you're getting some young pup, some young project. But the guy used to be a five-star recruit coming out of high school. He's seen a wow. lot of snaps this past season. He doesn't, like I said, he he, he could play edge, but he also could play, he could cover. I think he's shown a lot more um, – ability to cover guys over the last couple of years than he did in his earlier years at college. Uh, he just does a little bit of everything. I and, I and I like that. I think he will be available, and I think he will help this team because after our free agent signing, I forget how to pronounce his name, the guy from Indianapolis who's the tackling machine, we need a compliment of a guy who can actually cover in coverage as well, especially in those flats, especially guys coming over the middle, tight ends. I think this will be our man, and I think this is a need that the Giants defense definitely needs. And if you need to put an additional pressure on the quarterback, you could throw him in in blitzing situations, which he has done pretty well. But I think he's even stronger in pass coverage. We're going with K.J. Henry, linebacker edge out of Clemson University. So that's that. Let's get to the other pick. Uh, Let's see. The worm. (laughs) How, How interesting is this? Um, he went with DeMarco Helms at, uh, at, uh, safety from Alabama. Shout-outs to the Worm. Okay, great many dogs. He went with Tuli, Tula Puloto, uh, out of the Southern California Trojans, mm. defensive end edge. So I think many dogs and I have been on the, uh, similar page in round four going with a linebacker or a guy who, who could, uh, get after the quarterback. And then, um, and here's the great Isaac. Um, Isaac believes, I think, or he's thinking that Joe Tipman, the same center that uh, Worm drafted in round three, he's going with him in round four. Oh, he's crazy. Without giving it away, I'll get to – there's a little bit more. I'm looking at uh, Isaac's uh, draft board, and it's, there's some similarities here uh, with some other stakeholders. Wow. So, shout out to Isaac. And I'll, we'll get to that when we get to that point. I don't want to spoil it, but you'll you hear what I'm saying. Remember this part of this episode when we get to that part. But he is going um, – Joe Tipman, center, Wisconsin, and that's the same exact reasons or the same exact explanation what I said in round number three when Worm drafted him out of the uh, University of Wisconsin. Got it. Got it. All right. All right. So now we are finally up to pick number, we're in the fifth round, pick number 160. Dre, you are on the board right now. Dre, get off, take the mic, take the mute off now, bro. You take the mute off now. Oh, my, <laughs> my bad, my bad. I'll do it. All right. So this pick, um, 
I went with um, Daniel Scott, Kyle, DB. I should have put him up a little bit more, but, you know, 6'1", 208, um, ball hawk, you know, loves to blitz the quarterback, get after the quarterback, and he's not scared to, you know, get his hand dirty with them pulling guards coming. He'll just, you know, sacrifice his body, go right through the block and, and get the tackle. So, uh, you know, fearless cornerback, something that I think Winker likes, you know, Wink likes the blitz. He loves to blitz the quarterback. And uh, he he's not too bad at covering either. So that's why I, that's why I picked him at number five. Okay, I don't know nothing about him. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I guess you gotta get the you gotta yeah, get the sleepers on there. <laughs> so more than likely he's gonna be there. <laughs> yeah, really, really, really. Okay, all right. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I mean, this is this is this is the interesting part of the draft. We get into a little a little bit in the weeds a little bit. We're like, okay, who's this? Who's that guy? Who's this dude? Who's that dude? Yeah, it's getting, it's getting harder too because these last ones are gonna be hard for me. So go ahead. Yeah. All right. So myself, I am on the clock. Where am I? Where am I? Okay, there I am. There's my drum roll. All right. <laughs> all right. I tell you what, with, uh, with, with, with I'm going with Miles Murphy. He is from Clemson. He has been a starter the last two years on their line, but he also has the potential to be a starter within the few, next few years with our line. We need that depth, and he has the good abil- and he has good abilities at the end of the line. But some, I have to admit, he can be predictable once teams have a tape on him, probably. And he can benefit from using from new, um, some some new techniques, but you, he he's got to be he's got to be we can't pass on somebody who's six foot five, two sixty eight, and has his upside. He's got great up. He's got again. He has good good traits. He's been consistently productive. Uh, he's got a big motor. He's got first quick step speed. He ain't twitchy or nothing like that, but he ain't explosive either, which is okay. Um, he may have to do – you might have to fine-tune this dude, man. He's got various angles and stuff like that. But but, but he's got a long bull rush, te- bull rush technique, and his post-up strength is it, just nice. He can with, – surrounded with the right cats and with the right coaches and the right team, which we have all of that – he can prosper. So I'm going to go with Miles Murphy of Clemson. Uh, and he, he's, going to, he's from a good situation, too. He's been there three years. He's played in championships, as you know. And uh, we'll, we'll go from there. Mute your mic. Mute your, mute your mic now, um, uh, Dre. And, Steve, you are up on the clock, and your drum roll begins right now. Welcome back, guys. I um, wanted to protect the quarterback. Uh, in round number one, and I understand why you guys went receiver in rounds number two and three. I'm addressing wide receiver in round number five. Hopefully he is there. Hopefully he is there. That would be A.T. Perry out of Wake Forest University. And the reason why I wanted to wait later in the draft for a multitude of reasons Um how do I explain this without shitting on Daniel Jones? Because you guys know how I feel about him. Um, 
We need a wide receiver. That's first and foremost. So you got Wondell Robinson. You got Sterling Shepard. Uh, you got, you know, you have a bunch of smaller receivers, right? You, you just got Paris um, uh, over uh, Paris, uh, from, from Indi- Campbell. Paris Campbell from Indianapolis, from Ohio State. You know, by, by the way, mm-hmm. Ohio State, but Indianapolis. We need a guy who can stretch the field. You know, we have a bunch of guys who could kind of do the same thing. We kind of are just tied in with the trade with Darren Waller, and we already know who we got in um, in Bellinger, right? But um, this is where we get a guy who's a wide receiver that's different than what we got. He's a guy that's taller and linkier. He's got strong hands. A guy who's thin at six three, at six four. Uh, somebody, some team said he measured at six five. I don't think he's that he's that tall. Six four, about two hundred. The guy has consistent numbers in the office. I remember there was a game I was watching on a Saturday. Clemson had came to their house. Uh, he was giving them fits. They played in the shootout. He had some big mm-hmm. games versus NC State. He had like 12 catches for like 159 yards. Good game. A big game versus Syracuse. Uh, Florida State, he had eight catches, like 91 yards. But his, his stats has been consistent all year round in a pass-happy office. Daniel Jones needs – an an X wide receiver. When I say X, I'm talking about on the football field. The guy who could go in the slot and stretch the field. He was at hell. Yeah. He was to the, in the ACC. He gave those guys hell, man. AT Perry, and I think he will be there. He's po- it's possible he'll be there. Um, in the combine, he did very well with the broad jump. Right, his stats over the last couple of years, he had about 2,400 yards and 26 touchdowns. Good hands, reliable hands. Catches the deep ball, and like I said, the cornerbacks that want to press up on him, good luck to that. So you're going to have to play a little bit of bump and run off of him a little bit because he will stretch the field, and the Giants kind of need that. You know, hopefully you could establish the run and throw deep bombs to this guy, a guy who's a taller target, good for Daniel Jones because we already know with his progressions, that's why I didn't really want to go for the wide receiver early on when you got to protect him first. So that was my logic uh, attacking this draft. Protect Daniel Jones. Find a guy for Daniel Jones. A.T. Perry, Wake Forest. Bam. Lovely. Lovely. And right, let's – oh, no, 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 no. We got the other guys. We got, we got Worm and we got um, – we got Worm and uh, Manny and um, Isaac. So Worm went with Rashawn Johnson running back out of Texas. So Worm has decided – uh, to bring in a running back um, to back up. That's another conversation we probably have to get to later today about St. Paul and Barkley, right? Rejecting that franchise tag, right? Let's talk about that later, guys, yeah. after the draft. Um, so he uh, Warren went with Rashawn Johnson, running back out of Texas. Manny Dogs, you know, he, 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 he gave us the sermon two weeks ago. The guy, Manny Dogs, went with, he said his boy, his connect, the cornerback from Alabama, Elias yep. Ricks. Remember, he gave us the whole spiel on Elias Ricks. So yep. that's who Manny Dawes went with uh, the first pick uh, in round, round number five. And then remember what I was just saying, how uh, the guys, the stakeholders were overlapping their picks. And this is the one of the situations I was talking about. DeMarco Helms, the safety Alabama that Worm picked in round four. Well, this is who Isaac has selected in round number five. So wow. we, I see guys decided to go with uh, another Alabama uh, safety to pair up with Xavier McKinney. I see you try to bring some yep. familiarity. This is a little this, yep. uh, this Crimson Tide Giants connection I'm starting to see. Yeah. With fans, he was on my 
Yeah, he was on my board at first, but you know, I don't I don't know what he's gonna look like. So I don't know. I don't know if okay. he's gonna actually be there by that time, but I don't know. Okay, that's good. Hey, guys did their research. Guys did their research. They did it. All right. All right. All right. Second pick right. around. Dre, take, take take the uh take the thing off, man. You pick your number. This is the fifth. This is round five still. Pick number 172. This is a compensatory selection that we received from somewhere. I don't know where. I forgot. Uh, and here you go. You have you have the drum roll right about now. Dre. All right. So with this pick, you know I went I went wild out. I decided to go with uh, Mingo Jonathan, 6'2", 220, Ole Miss. Um, looking at his highlights, man. Good player. You know, Good I, player. I, I, yeah, yeah, I like, I, I like how he, 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 you know, he catches the ball with his hands. I love receivers that catch the ball with their hands, not their their equipment and everything. Um, ball hog, <laughs> you know. <laughs> he, he, he'd go up and get it. It's you know, nice. Nice big tall receiver, which which we need. Um, and he should, you know, he he should be there. And that's the reason why I waited so long to do a wide receiver is because, you know, how how many tight ends we got, which I like to call them safety valve, at least in in DJ's case, safety valve. You know, he can he can always dump it off short. Um, you know, and we're not our wide receivers right now, and they're not. Horrible. They might have been horrible when they first stepped on the scene last year, but we found out that they weren't horrible. They're actually okay. So I didn't really think that we needed a wide receiver that that early. But we do need some height, so that's why I picked him along with the catching with the hand, ball hawk, go up for the ball, uh-huh. all that good stuff. All right. That's Dre. All right. For me, my second pick in round number five, uh, pick number 172. This is going to be easy. I'm going to make it short and sweet, and y'all can draw whatever conclusion y'all want to. But this is what I'm doing. I'm going to go ahead and pick six foot one, 220 running back, Zach Carbonet out of UCLA. Dude's nasty. I like him. I like him a lot. He's different. He's it, it's no physical trait or special skills here. No special skill or anything like that. Really going to get get you crazy. But at the same time, there's nothing he can't do. All right, he's got the right size. I just told you that. He's got great athletic tools. He's got he 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 will not go down on first contact. Okay, that's why he averaged four point one after the contact this season for his 1,350 yards. And he caught 37 passes for UCLA against some obviously great, great competition. All right. Um, like I said, he, he runs hard. He picks up yards after his contact. He can, I think he's a defective three-down guy. And at this point, I really do believe um, with his strong build and his, and his ability to burst in the secondary that we need – Somebody that needs to be groomed back there at this point, considering what's going on. So there's our there's our insurance policy. Zach Carbonet, six foot, 
214 pounds. Big dude. He probably runs a 4.4. And uh, that's what I'm looking at, Steve. And you are on the clock, sir. And here is your drum roll. Listen, I don't mind um, being taught on this on this platform and being educated. Um, I was convinced. I did some homework in between episodes. I said this class of cornerbacks is deep, and there's going to be this been a common theme in my draft. Pretty much every other pick has been somebody in the secondary that should or will help us. So I went the Mandy Dogs route with our compensatory. Compensatory pick with Eli Ricks, Alabama. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything uh, Manny Dog said two weeks ago checked out when I did the research of the movements of you know him being from the Inland Empire, uh, Rancho Cucamonga, California. Um, yeah. You know he didn't play a lot of snaps, but if you go back to some of his limited tape, you could see a lot of the potential there, and I could understand why Manny Dog said that. And like I said, we play in the NFC East. We need all the cornerback help we can get versus those other two teams I'm not going to name, and I'm not going to try to derail this episode and piss you off, Chris, so we know who these teams are. The point is, double down and triple down in on cornerback in the secondary, Eli Ricks. He probably has a chance to make the team and help us in our secondary as we definitely uh, get stronger in Wake Martindale's defense, Eli Ricks, Alabama. So that was yeah, me. Think. Let's see what other guys went. Uh, you know what? I think the worm ran out of picks. So I, I don't think he went any further than uh, – he didn't go any further than that first pick in round number five. So shout-outs to the worm. He's, I think he's going to auto-draft the rest of this draft. <laughs> so let's yeah. go to uh, – let's see, Manny Dawes. Manny Dawes went with Owen Popo, the linebacker out of Auburn. Shout-outs to uh, Manny Dogs. And Isaac, for his second pick, went with, of course, you know, the Giants kind of done this, you know, a Rodney Hampton-like player. Well, I would say Rodney Hampton-like player, but a running back out of Georgia, and that would be Kenny McIntosh from the the, the national champion, Georgia Bulldogs. So uh, that is Isaac's pick and for his compensatory pick, uh, Second one uh, in round number five. So that's round number five. We're almost done, huh, guys? Let's see how many picks we got left. Wow. One, two, three, four more picks, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. What do we got? We got uh, that was round number five. We got four more left. One and yes, six and three seconds. All right. All right, Dre. You your number six. Your round six pick is here. This is the two hundred and ninth pick. This is the one we got for um for um Gregarious Tony. This one here. So here we go. And here is your drum roll. All right. Okay. For, for, this, for this one, I got, um, I went safety 61205 Colorado Lagunda, L A G U D A. I am not going to attempt to do his first name, but. Just look, man. It just looks like he. It, it just looks like he having fun out there, man. Like he wants to make the the you know the the highlight reel every play. You know, just sacrificing his body. Uh, it's 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 passes that you see him going over the middle, and he's nowhere to be found. And somehow he he meets right with where the ball's supposed to be at with the 
with the uh, receiver, and he's either banging into the receiver, knocking the ball out, or he's intercepting it. So, basically, that's Houdini. I'm going to call him the, uh, the, the football Houdini. He likes to disappear and then reappear where the quarterback can't see him. So, that's a nice put him down, round six. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. I like that. All right, all right. So round six with our six round. That's um our six round pick is number two hundred nine from um Kansas City. I'm going to go back to the linebacker core for some depth. And the guy I like, I've been watching him all year. His name is Nick Herbig. He's from Wisconsin. He's about six two, two twenty seven. He's definitely a little different from everybody else that we picked. Um, and he's the only one who's never really played a true-off ball role. Like, he's been a 3-4 outside linebacker in, in that scheme over the past two seasons. But he's at at 6'2", 228. Very few people are going to ask him to rush the passer, all right, especially if he's part of a group like we have. Um he looks like he's more more than capable of moving off the ball. He's he's tremendous when he takes on blocks, and and that'll enable him to you know still kind of be a problem when he moves off the ball as long as he's with the Ojolaris and and um, everybody else on the squad. Oh, uh, he's under he's an undersized tweener. You guys saw him against Iowa and, and against Michigan where he just really gave them a hard ass freaking time. Um, what else about him? He's got a lot of pass rushing moves. Um, he's worked hard at his craft, but again, I don't know. He's very fluid. Uh, he's his brother played. His brother Nate played at Stanford, and he's he's with the that ugly team up here that I, that I'm near. Um, what I like about him is that he really plays bigger than his size, Steve, and he's got decent decent functional strength too. And he's got this motor. He's got a nice motor, man. He takes and he holds his ground against the bigger blockers. Blockers. He's got a nice acceleration. He feels his angles and all that. Again, he's not big, but he packs a pop. And he's one of these cats that easily will be a giant favorite if he makes this team and we draft him. So, Kurt, hit. Let me try to say it again slowly. Nate Herbig from Wisconsin is my pick. Steve Azul is on the clock. Here is his drum roll right here. I'm going running back. I waited uh, later in the draft to address it. I'm going with a guy um, that could help us in the backfield, depending on the, the situation with Saquon Barkley and Breida, Matt Breida. But uh, going with Evan Hall, running back out of Northwestern. A uh, guy good, that's – Good ball um, player. Good I, ball player. Yeah, Great. Ball yeah, he, he has. He, he's a strong yes, he runner. He doesn't really get tackled a lot in the backfield. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't really have stats that's going to overwhelm you, but you know that he right. could. You know, he has good vision, so he doesn't get hit in the backfield a lot. Got to go watch some of these games like Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State. Has some good runs, good tough runs. He protects the rock very well. He actually catches passes out of the backfield, something we could definitely need. Um, you know, I don't know whether we're going to do a lot of zone running with our offense, with our uh, coordinator, but he runs tough, you know, runs in tight spaces. That's something we never really had last year, but I would have never called no. Barkley a guy who runs in tight spaces. To me, he's a guy who gets to the line and bounces outside a lot, and that's kind of why the Giants are pump faking with his contract, but that's the story for another day, but it's sort of related because this guy is going to run in between the tackles. 
So um, we already know the value of running backs. This is why a lot of us on this platform have waited at least to round five to draft the running back. That's why we're with the running back from Texas. This is why uh, you went with the UCLA running back, and this is the reason why I'm going with Evan Hall. It's not rocket science. Yeah. You go um, redressing the running back. You know, we always get those guys later in the draft. Evan Hall, running back Northwestern. Let's see. Okay, I don't, I don't have any round six picks from Worm or Manny. Shout out to those guys. I do have a pick from uh, Isaac. That will be Michael Tinsley, wide receiver from Penn State. So shout out to Isaac on his round another good one. Uh, six pick. He's another good one. He's another good one. He's kind of the radar type of dude, but he's still good. He's still he's still worth worth a, worth a try. So yeah, good pick. Good pick. All right, seventh round. We're near the end here. We have picks number 240 and 243, so they're right next to each other. The pick, the 240 came from Baltimore. Our final one is also a compensatory pick, and that's number 254. But you know how the last day goes. These guys, you know, these are guys that pick, that they, they start picking guys from your high school at this point. But um, uh, uh, Dre, the seventh round. Pick number 240. Here is your drum roll. All right, so for this, you can hear me, right? We got you. Okay. All right, so for this pick, um, I went with um, Devon Aiken, A-C-H-A-N-E, the Texas A&M running back. Well, the other Texas A&M running back. Um, reason why I picked him, um, it really didn't have nothing to to, to do with um, Saquon's situation. I actually just found out about Saquon's situation, but the type of back that Saquon is, I just thought that he would be a perfect, you know, counteract for Saquon because let's keep it real, Saquon's run style, man, he, he he's going to wear it down. So we need we need a light quick, elusive back that can run in between the tackles or outside the tackles. He really, you know, he really has no limitation with his run style. And he's pretty good out the uh, backfield catching the, uh, catching passes, too. So I just thought he was a good complimenting back to give Saquon a little rest. Didn't pick him because I thought he was going to be a starter or anything like that. But I feel he can help the team out. All right, and and also I'm I'm tapped out. I do not have the last two seven round picks, so I'm gonna just hang around. Okay. <laughs> That's good. You go as far as you can go. Bro. We we appreciate it, man. We appreciate. It. Yeah. All right, all right. So let's see. In 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 my particular situation, I got. Oh well, wait a minute. Where's the drum roll at? First of all. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we're going to shore up the line once again. I I don't know. I don't have a lot of – look, at this point, you know they're going to just pick guys that, that you don't know about. So I, I went deep and I figured out – I figured, you know, well, let me go with somebody I've seen just for a minute. And, of course, I'm a Maryland guy, so I picked Delmar Glazer, who's, who's our right-side offensive tackle all year. You know, he can stand and get stronger, 
but he is a four-year starter throughout all two, through two coaches, four coordinators. He stayed there, and he's also got a consecutive game streak going on, and he's depend dependable. He doesn't get moved around very much, but he's also very many times is always um, lined up across whatever danger there is. <laughs> Probably the best player that they have. So, I mean, on on the um, the, the, the opposing defensive line. So I think Delmar. Delmar Glaze will be there in the seventh round. He's oh, by the way, he's about six five, three oh five. You can't go wrong with him. He can play. So Delmar Glaze it is. That's my guy, Steve, for that one. And Steve's drum roll says All right. Cool, man. Listen, you you guys are right, man. I'm going um more pass rushers, man, wherever I can find them. And I think this guy is the right value at the right time. And uh, round number seven, that will be – I'm going to the HBCU. I'm going to A&M, Florida A&M, Isaiah Land, a guy who actually, you know, I saw him at the man. combine. And then also the fact that, you know, you know, the HBCU, I think these guys are going to want to play hard and play for something, right? Um, he's more of a 3-4 than a 4-3. I don't see him as a will linebacker in a 4-3. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I think he's going to play the 3-4 very, very well. He's a guy about 6-4, 240 pounds. Um, he hits the very the, the lanes very well, gets right into the gaps. He's a disruptor, uh, very good against the run. Um, to like what you're saying, Chris, um, I'm trying to get – stronger with our, I guess you could say, linebacker, defensive line type of hybrid, get a little more depth at that position. And I think right. a guy uh, bringing them in, and we've had a history, you know, Harry Carson, South Carolina State, uh, guys who, you know, across the league in general, uh, these guys could play. And, and they need to have the opportunity to get on the big stage and perform. And I think Isaiah Lamb will fit the bill uh, to compete or try to compete, maybe you can even put him in a situation for special teams as well. So let's not forget about just offense and defense. What about guys that can make the team because they also could be a product, you know, they give you production on special teams and coverage yeah. and blocking and shit like that. So that's how I looked at these guys at the later rounds. So Isaiah Land, Florida A&M is my pick. Let's see. Okay, I remember I said Worman, Manny. I don't have anything else for them after that. Uh. Oh, guess who he went with round number seven? The, the national, the two-time national champion, the quarterback Don't from the it. Georgia Bulldogs, Stetson Bitt. Bitt Stetson I Bitt. Said, he said we're thinking alike. That was my guy. I thought I was going to speak up on y'all. Oh, wow. Wow, you're talking about, you're talking about pushing <laughs> DJ, huh? Talking about pushing um, Daniel Jones, huh? Oh, wow. Listen, you know, let, let me... Can we explain? Matter of fact, should we explain that now, or do we? No, let's get through these picks. Let's let's bookmark this pick. Stetson Bennett, he's a winner. He's a proven That's my guy too. He's a two-time Y'all national champion. Yes, he is. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know what the equivalent of him would be, Chris? Outside of the age, okay. just a, as an analogy, he's mm-hmm. basically Jalen Brunson of the quarterbacks in college football. Two nas- two-time national champion, a right. winner. You know, right. um, kind of like you know Jalen Brunson when he went to the NBA was like, I would I would say he's, he, I guess you could say he was underrated. They didn't value him. They, he went right. late in that draft, late as, in the draft. As both and Jay Wright is a little yeah. bit of an older quarterback. He's an older quarterback, but he's a yeah. winner. 
Why not? He's Why not go Bennett? So Isaac, because yeah, Isaac watches. Listen, who are we fooling? Isaac watches college football. So hey, I have no problem with it because Spencer Bennett is not necessarily. I can't, believe, I can't believe he pulls him out of his hat like that. Damn, that's my dude. Stetson is my guy. Oh man. What a what a trip! It's a trip out. All mm. right, wait a minute. Wow. Wait a we got two more picks. We got number two forty three sure and fifty four. And you know what, uh, um, Dre, you got two more picks. Just pick them, man. They right next to each other. Two forty three is right. Basically, <laughs> this will be just I a fast on So your last two. I told I'm I'm tapped out, man. I didn't I didn't even research oh, that's past right, that's that. Right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you did something. Yeah, I didn't even yeah. I didn't even like... <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Steve, I just told you, man. Stetson Bennett. Um national championship. Back to back. Very good game manager. He had everything with him though. You know, he had the dominant defense, he had the running game. He didn't have to do a lot. All he had to do was follow the orders, and guess what? He, 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 he to a T, he produced. Um, I think, just like Brock Purdy that like last year, I think he's the type of cat that's going to surprise every goddamn body if he gets the chance. I think that he has the ability. I think that the fact that you just mentioned that he's older, I, I think that that's going to serve him well because he, because that he also feeds a certain hunger that he has, okay? And I also think that he also feels that he's been slighted a bit. And I also feel he's going to come in here and he's going to kick ass and take names. And I also feel that the, scout, the scouting departments of, of these uh, – of these um these of whoever these so called these so called people, I think they got him wrong because they never did measure the guy's heart. Kirby Smart did and it worked out pretty goddamn good. I think truth truth be told, um they see they're worried about his character concerns. He got arrested earlier this year because he was drunk. So what? Big deal. Knocked on the wrong ass door. He didn't kill nobody. He didn't slap anybody inside the head. So they said, oh, he's, a race. he's got a red flag. I don't care about that. What I do remember, <laughs> what I do remember is that um, um, they, they, Georgia finished 15-0. and 0. That's what I remember. You know, I do remember he had 4,000 4, 4, yards. Not, 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 not to cut you off, my good brother, but let me fill you in uh, of the obvious, and you can continue. I'll give me five seconds. He went 15-0 and 0 in the best conference in America. So that's got to – it's not like oh, he went 15-0 and 0 in, like, fucking some, some bullshit-ass conference. I mean, we're yes. talking about the SEC. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And he won – and another thing. Uh, uh, and this is to add to yeah, what you ahead. just said. This is to add to what you just said. He won – the national championship with a score of 65-7 to 7 over, okay, people will tell you that TCU shouldn't have been there or whatever. I know it doesn't matter at the end of the day. It was 65-7. to 7. We saw him. Um, he, 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 he had six total touchdowns. Um, that, to me, 
is a sign that he could do more than that and impress bigger on a, on a better level. And he's been through, and like you said earlier, Steve, he's been through enough shit. He's 25 years old. I don't care about being him being 5'11". I know he's resilient. I know he's got something going on. Um, I think the guy's going to be a star, and I think we should pick him. <laughs> I think we should pick his ass. Everybody talking about Bryce Young and, oh, boy, let me tell you something. Yes, these guys got upside, but this is the kind of guy that's dangerous later on. And I think we should choose him. He's a winner. He's sitting right there. If he's sitting right there at number 243, we should go ahead and get him. And no no doubt about it. And real quick, Steve, uh, I don't know if you know this guy. No, you've heard of him, but um, uh, geez, what's his name? No, I'm having, a, I'm having one of these brain farts, man. But um, I'm, sorry, I forgot what I was going to say. I'm having one of these, one of these moments. Isaiah Wynn. Thank you. <laughs> not, not Isaiah Wynn. What's his name? Um, Oh, God. I don't have anything in front of me now. I wish I would have got my notes because I didn't think I needed anything this late in the game. Uh, forget it. Yeah, you were saying, Steve. You were saying. Sorry. No, that, that's thought. I mean, he's a winner. I mean, don't we want winners? Like, it's the same thing I've been saying on the, on the basketball episodes. Like, why are we going away from proven guys who won multiple national championships for projects? Like, yeah. like this shit is crazy to me. You know what I mean? I mean, I get it if the guy's got that talent is right in your face, but we're talking about a quarterback in the toughest conference in America. Let me tell you, if you don't watch college football, the SEC conference is literally the NFC East on steroids in college yeah, football. It is. It, 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 basically, if you win the SEC, it's a high probability you're going to win the national championship. That's how competitive that conference is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, it's not really a secret because if you're watching the draft, you're seeing all these players getting drafted out of that conference. Shit, probably a, a fourth of our picks were from that conference. And he That's went right. in the quarterback with two, two times undefeated in that conference. That's hard to do. Like, that pressure on these That's college sick. kids is no fucking yeah. joke in college. Like, it's even Absolutely. more in, in a way because college football to me is more – regionalized in the NFL. In NFL is, you know, it's big cities. Where college, like, the, the teams like in Mississippi and Arkansas, that, that's their team. Like, that's their, like, like if you live in Arkansas, you probably root for the Razorbacks because you live in Arkansas. It's, it's, a, microscope, it's just a microscope on a different level. And then, obviously, if you are a Georgia Bulldog fan, they're the number one team in Georgia. It ain't the Falcons. It's not the Braves. And the Braves won the World Series, like, a year ago or whatever. And he did it twice yeah. uh, after, you know, they haven't won since what? Before that, before he got there, they ain't won since what, 1980 mm-hmm. in the Superdome? So, like, yeah, good pick yeah. Man, by Isaac and good analysis by you. I Listen, I'm gonna be, I'm, I'm, I was, was kind of running out of steam like Dre, but I did write down Isaiah McGuire, defensive end, linebacker, Missouri. He may not even be there. So, you know, you know, we're getting a little bit more depth. I think he may not be there, to be quite honest with you. That's where I okay. wrote it down for my first pick for number seven, around number seven. Uh, we can go back to oh, – oh, wait, 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 wait. Got one more. Isaac. He went with Vifini Majay. He That's the defensive tackle, 6'2", 280 out of Rutgers. So, oh, you, know, I, you know, Isaac is a football guy. This is a trench guy, man. This is new. You know, he went with Piscataway, man. You know what I'm saying? He went with the <laughs> Rutgers University. Right down the New Jersey Turnpike, so he's not fucking around, man. He's getting somebody in his backyard. 
So shout outs to uh, Isaac on his pick. And we got one more pick in round number seven, right, Chris? Yeah, we do. Um, yeah, I didn't go. You know what? I wish I would have stayed home and, and picked some guys from around here. I, I went all the way around the country, but I got a guy that I think um, I, I, I think he can play a little bit. A little bit. His name is Nick Samack. He's the center. He was the center these last three years for Michigan State. He's six four, three forty, big dude, very dependable dude. He split center duties for a while last year, but then he just took the game, took the took the job over, and he was their full time guy. And he played every down, and he was something to behold in in terms of holding it down for the offensive line against all these mean ass. Freaking defenses that he had to see all year, so I just kind of liked him. That's his name. His name is Nick Nick Samak. He's a center of Michigan State, and his depth would would serve us well. That's all I'm saying. That would be it, I think, for us. Am I right? Or am I, all right. Am I off? Cool. And that's it. All right. That's all I got. That's all we have. You got I got one more, and Isaac has one more. Yeah. Um. Oh. I went. I went with okay. uh, another cornerback. Remember, remember, I said that's that's the theme in this draft. This is a deep defensive back draft. I went with Ooh. Tariq Bracy out of Isaac's Notre Dame Fighting Irish, 5'10", 185, adding a little bit more depth. Yeah. So, you know, I ju- right. half my draft has been defensive back. So, why? He we play in the NFC East. He is now, nice. Hopefully, he's there. Hopefully, he's there. He's hopefully, there. he's there. Yeah. He can play. Yeah. So he, he, he's a yeah, fine. Listen, yes, he is. We're we're no stranger to drafting defensive backs out of Notre Dame, as you remember. We did Julian Love when he was a senior captain for the Fighting Irish. Listen, is my my draft was pretty much you know get secure the line, draft cornerbacks, <laughs> get a lot of them, yeah. get Fabian Moreau out of there. So I think oh with my, my draft board, I um, wanted to make sure when we go into camp, we we're going to get coached up. The proper way, good technique, sound, smart football guys with athleticism to play within the defensive scheme to win football games and finally get some division wins, get some guys who could play cornerback so we could get better, more wins within the division. That's the goal for me, or I I would hope for everybody, but that's how I looked at it. That's my last pick. And Isaac's last pick. Now, this is a, you know, I didn't see this one coming. And shout out to Isaac because he, he, he I, I see where, he, I see why he did that. And I know, I kind of slept on him, Chris. I didn't watch a lot of Jayhawk football. You know, Jayhawks, when I think of Jayhawks, I think of Will Chamberlain and Paul Pierce, yeah. Bill Self, Roy Williams. I think basketball. But they did have a good football right. season this past season. Kansas was a, Kansas was a sleeper. Was he went good. with the offensive tackle, Earl Bostic Jr., 6'6", 310, a redshirt junior on the offensive line. So I guess you could yeah. add, add more depth on the offensive line with Isaac's pick um, for the um, the last pick. Uh, I guess you could – what do they call it? The last pick in the, in the NFL job? Mr. Irrelevant? Well, I guess yeah. that's going to be Isaac. <laughs> he has the last pick yeah. in the 2023 State Holder Mott Draft. Mr. Irrelevant Robotson Jr. Technically, it's not the last pick, but you get what you get the thing. He's right. the last pick of this draft. Fantastic. Yeah, my, I, got I got one last one, too. Oh, I got do? one last one, too. I got one last one, too. Yeah, that's Ar- Arquan Bush. Let me, and i tell you how you know his name. You didn't hardly see him last year because when he was – he wasn't a starter for the Bearcats last year because they had some good veteran corners, including some dude named Ahmad Sauce Gardner. 
all right? But he had 40 tackles, and he also spelled Kobe Bryant, who now plays for um, Seattle. He had, like, 40 tackles and three interceptions last year. No one said anything because the other guys were so good. This year, well, this past year, I should say, he had two interceptions and six passes broken up. And the reason that num- those numbers went down, Steve, is because nobody would throw that way. They were afraid to throw to him, especially after the second game or so. So he's a sleeper. Arquan Bush, cornerback out of Cincinnati, great, fantastically coached already, uh, more of an athlete than, than a real football player, I think. But I think he's been around the right people, and you can't go wrong with Mr. Relevant. So I'm going to go with him. That's it. Arquan Bush. All right. Watch him pick Arquan Bush. What a fantastic draft. <laughs> What a fantastic draft. Shout-outs to um, Dre, Chris, myself, Worm, Manny Dawes, and Isaac. I, I think this – you know what, uh, Chris, uh, be on the lookout um, on the Bleed Blue Show page. We're going to be sharing um, the big blue huddle, uh, the big hitter's corner. That would be Brian. He did, his, he did an entire show on the, his draft, but I did not share it on this episode because you know, I didn't want to copy off his paper. He has his own separate audio. So we're going to be sharing okay. their episode as well as – what we did over the weekend. So shout outs to the big hitters corner. That'll be Brian, big Giants big hitter on Twitter. Uh, they did a whole episode. It could be recorded. It's recorded on SoundCloud. So shout outs to Brian, big hitters corner. So let's talk about it, man. We got things to talk about. Is Dre back with us, Chris? What, what, yeah, what, yeah, what yeah, do you I'm guys sure. thought about the picks with Manny Dog? Let's talk about this. You know, I like what everybody did. I this is a solid right. uh, stakeholder draft. Solid, very solid. Right. Um. I think whatever I think what what everybody did was they took a good look at our needs and they selectively picked well based on what you know according you know a priority of our needs like for instance you got you're a cornerback heavy as you should be <laughs> secondary heavy as you should be with me I I said the same thing but I also didn't want to neglect the other potential holes we have that's why I picked. Carbonet mm-hmm. to be um, um, uh, a backup to Barkley, you know, and a few other people. But I just just don't think, you know what, I don't think nobody picks better than we do. We're always very, very close. And I remember one year, you and me had to save the first three picks. I think, <laughs> <laughs> remember that? I think about three years I think, ago. I think that three was three the um, – I think that was the draft we went to Nashville – that's the year Daniel Jones got drafted because I think that was the week, you know, weeks before leading up to that draft. Me and you were kind of on the same. That was the one with Jonah Williams, right? So that would have been Jonah that Williams, right? Yeah, that, we had the same. Three I remember so, yeah, that we, draft. Yeah. I I we got but you know what's funny? I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was going to no, say real quick. When I was looking at, it sounds like a giant. I was, was going to. I was saying Worm and uh, and Manny early on, and Isaac to a degree, they were overlapping. Looking at their picks on the on the uh, uh, written down, they, the top three picks were like you know the cornerback, wide receiver. They were on the same accord for the most part, right. and their picks overlapped. Well, go ahead, go ahead and continue your thoughts, and then get Dre back in here, and we'll talk. Uh, oh no, we'll get, I was, get I was just going to say, no, I was just going to say Joe Tipman. He looks and sounds like he should be a giant. He looks. <laughs> that See, I I wrestled about that. I wrestled with that for about three days. Mm-hmm. I would say about Sunday to like 
No, 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 no. Saturday to maybe Monday ish, Tuesday. I was going back and forth with between Joe Tipman and John Michael Smith. And I said, damn, I mean, they're kind of the same. And it's like, yeah. I said to myself, Chris, you know, you guys know how I roll. I got to address the lines first before I go outside the trenches. Right. And they're not the best, Sunder. See, that's the thing. They're not the best. But the way I looked at it, we got to keep number eight upright. Whether you love him or you hate him, you yeah. get your, the best five in there to keep him upright, and everything else will figure itself out. Because when Gates going to Washington, uh, I don't trust Bredeman at center like that. I don't trust Zua at, at left guard. I still feel that the line still has holes. And this is not a draft where it's deep with linemen like that. Like, like I said, like the, there's more defensive backs. You could play around with that. Uh, and hopefully they're good character guys as well because, you know, we got burnt like that five years ago with DeAndre Baker. So my whole thing is, even though I understand why guys love, you know, DeAndre Bakes and Joey Porter Jr., if they're there, it, to me it still comes down to protecting number eight after you just paid the guy. <laughs> you know, right. And we don't have it there. Right. Joe Feliciano is a stopgap. He's older in his career, decent player, but not bringing him back and you pretty much – Pencil and bread to me. I said, we got to get a center at least an anchor. And then we'll exactly. try to get at least a top 12 line. You know what I'm saying? That's how I looked at it. Because there's not a right. lot of those compared to the corners in this draft. Nah, nah. And my there's also, a lot of good corners. You know what? No, no. You are spot on with that. You are spot on with that. But my other issue, which was a big concern, was Julie, Julian um, Love walking out the door. Okay? Leaving only basically, I think, Bobby McCain. Is, is is the only guy we we added this off season and look love was more than just a player man he 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 was he was the heart and soul of that defense and he, very many times he was the most vocal player we had with the media um you know uh you know he just he just was very special and I really wish he was still here because we really don't. That's the thing about a football. We, we as fans, we see on paper. I'm not saying all of us, but most of us will see things on paper, and we'll see where a fit is needed, and this and that. But those, there's those other intangibles, man. Those locker room intangibles, those encouraging intangibles that a team needs often. They need that guy in your ear to say, "Look, come on, we're doing it this way." Well, Julian Love was that dude, and he walked out the door. You know, he was the one who he's the one who encouraged who encouraged um oh boy that went to with the um the Eagles last year when he left when we had to leave, we had to get rid of him. You know, that cornerback. Yeah, when he came over they, from Tennessee. He encouraged him yeah, to come uh, over from Tennessee. I could yeah, I couldn't remember his name. Yeah. So he's that dude. So missing that voice, that's a killer right there. That's really big. I didn't yeah. expect it. I didn't know Julian Love was just gonna gonna leave and he went all the way out to Seattle. So I don't know. I Huh? You wanna you wanna know something funny? You talk about Julian Love. How about, you know, on on my PS five I'm playing the season. How about it was time to negotiate with him? I gave him a contract, he took the deuces to me. He out after the season. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, yeah. He didn't want to stay, yo. He didn't want to stay in the game, you know. We couldn't get him to stay in real life. 
But Steve, but Steve's also right though, though Dre about you know this, you know look, Nick. As I'm talking about, I'm talking about um, Julian Love, but Nick Gates walking out. Believe it or not, that's hard too. Okay, it's because of what he is. Again, you can't have your heart and soul of teams walk out the damn door and then re- expect to replace that kind of vocality and leadership type of thing. That's very difficult. You know, if he was he Nick Gates, one of the things I love about Nick Gates is Nick Gates was the one who talked shit to the to the defense. I'm like, yo, don't be coming in there with that. He's mm. that guy. He's that yeah. guy. And he had a lot of surgeries and all that, but he kept when you get seven look, I got big I got big love for you if you get seven surgeries and you're like, I'm ready to play, I'm coming back, I'm coming back, I don't give a fuck. And he and he did. And he did. And he came back. It was, you know, very emotional moment. Y'all remember that. Um, at the end of the season, he was the best center in our squad. And now he's, he plays for the enemy, one of them. And, again, we can't keep letting leadership walk out the door, bro. That's my problem with this. And which well, leads me finally, which leads me finally, we, okay, that's Julian Love walking out the door, Gates walking out the door. You can't let Saquon do the same thing. Well, well, let's start there. Let's talk about that because, listen, it's kind of hard because it's a salary cap league, and and yeah. you can only sign but a bunch. Of, you can only sign but so many players, and plus you got to look at dead cap situations and what's against your books. Giants were kind, they were pretty much in purgatory the last couple of years because of Gettleman. But um, listen, we talked about this when I was at the draft in Dallas, the day we drafted them, you know, uh, drafted them number two. That day, we knew that day was coming. We said that shit six years ago, whenever that was, five years ago. You know, you're going to have to pay a running back if you draft them. And this is the reason why Worm, me, you, damn near everybody drafted running backs late in this round because we learned that you're going to have to eventually pay the running back. And they had to make a choice. What we did not see at that time, they actually had to make the choice this offseason. The choice really came down to Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley. They chose the quarterback. And if you're Saquon Barkley, I don't know. Maybe you take it personal. Maybe it's just business. But, and he rejected the franchise tax. So that's my question to you, Dre. Let's go to you first and then go to Chris. Mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley uh, reportedly uh, rejects the franchise tag. Um, they paid Daniel Jones, gave him the guaranteed money, but the running back doesn't want to be paid the average of the top five running backs in the league. What are your thoughts on Saquon Barkley? Um, you know, as a fan, and what do you think he's thinking is about, you know, not, you know, rejecting the franchise tag because that's not what the Giants wanted to do as a plan. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, man, I mean, it, it sucks, but on in his standpoint, like, as fans, we got to look at it as this. Some fans get caught up and they don't, I won't say they don't realize it, but they're, they're too caught up in their thoughts to realize that to us, it's a game. To them, that's their career. That's how they get paid. That's how they pay their family. I mean, that's how they feed their family. So basically, you know, we should understand that because everybody has a job, and if you don't have a job, you're getting money from somewhere. You have some form of income, whether you call it your job or you inherit it or whatever, but you have some form of income. So um, I don't – I don't blame him 
um, this is this is the part of the game that I hate because it's 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 unfair. Like you know, then you gotta you gotta see the fans saying negative things about that that player. You know, well he's not worth that. And I'm sitting in here and I'm I'm hey, I don't hold my tongue. That's I need to shut down. I need to do like you do, Steve, like you did. Just shut down the social media groups because they be pissing me off, man. They be talking crazy, and I don't, I don't hold my tongue, right? You know, oh, he's not worth the money. I'm like, yo, we just paid somebody that's not worth the money, and I don't give a damn if it's basically a two-year, two-year, forty million dollar, you know, with the eighty-two. I, I don't. I, I don't care about that. To me, DJ isn't worth forty million, not one year or two years at all. That that's just my opinion. We could have we could have gave him seventy million guaranteed, which would have put him at thirty five million a year. Because because of the market. That would have been fair because of the market. Well, now we're paying him like he's he, huh? he kinda getting that. Isn't he isn't he kinda getting that? Because isn't there a two year option no. or something right after him? Yeah, it's a two it's, it's a two year for like eighty two million, so we're really paying him forty million dollars a year for two years. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying, but we could have oh, just yeah. just as much paid him sixty five to seventy mil guaranteed and put him in the thirty something a year. Hmm. Okay. Because of the market. Well, so. Well, this this Barkley thing is also kind of comp. It's, it's it's not complicated. It's just got so many different tentacles attached to it. Okay, we let's be honest. We all all us Giants fans have been at some kind of DefCon five level ever since we we found out that Jones might get that crazy money. Might this is the might part part. You know, Bruno mm-hmm. did pick up his fifth year option. He. Kind of overperformed. Can I be honest with you? He, I'm talking about Jones here. He kind of overperformed last year, all right? And the Maras were always in love with him. And so they gave him that money. But see, what happened when, what happened when that happened is it screwed up Barkley's contract negotiations. And it seemed like Barkley is at least – it seemed like his, his people were at least aware of the, his position's market and didn't expect him to get that kind of money because, listen, they offered him the Giants offered him twelve to thirteen million a year. So obviously he's not happy with the ten million he gets he, he gets he, he stands to earn that in his tag. So if I was some mm-hmm. I would understandably be pissed. I would understandably be pissed because running backs don't get generational wealth deals no more. And being franchise tags is like the biggest load of bullshit going on right now anyway. What he wanted what Barkley wanted was the McCaffrey money. Sixteen sixteen a year for at least the next two years. So, yeah. and Barkley also said he wanted to be a giant for life. Okay, which means leads me to believe he'll be willing to put up with a, with the franchise tag shit just this one time before he flips out again. My concern depends mm-hmm. on how good this offense is going to be in 2023, Stephen Dre. If it if it looks a lot like last year, then you're gonna have to keep Barkley as long as he's healthy. Okay, because there's no right now we don't have any other game breakers. And there's not a lot of open space that Jones will have running through, you know, unless, like Steve said, we do something and fix that damn line. 
Now, if Saquon puts up McCaffrey numbers, that kind of production, which is possible, okay, then it's going to benefit him well next year, even though he's getting a little longer in the teeth by then because he'll be 26 still, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if he if he does put up that kind of kind of shit, then 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 Joe Shane will have a lot of leverage and might be able to get the, his number is give a longer term deal with lower numbers, but he'll still get his money. He can play with him like that. So it's a lot of things going on here. And the last thing I want to bring up is I think everybody needs to just chill a little bit because I'm not talking about you two guys. I'm talking about just what I've been hearing out in the street. Is because you know he has to what what is he has to he has to report to camp right on July fifteenth I think between then now and then and his people are still doing the negotiation that's a lot of goddamn time they don't fit they exactly. have time to figure it out they have time and to figure it out it's, okay. I mean it's 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 crazy because like people be looking at me crazy because they say I think off the wall I say off the wall you know, shit and everything, but to me, man, because I, you know, I I look and I analyze stuff. I analyze stuff more than a person that, that that's high off that medical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I, I analyze because that's just how my mind works. But right. to me... Dre, the thing to remember, the, Dre, the thing to remember, right, and this is what's screwing, this is what makes this thing kind of hard is that he finished yeah. fourth in the league rushing last year. He had 10 touchdowns. He should have won comeback player of the year. I don't know who won it, but he didn't get it. He finished second. I do know that. All right? He had a lot of – he had almost freaking 1,800 yards for scrimmage. After coming back from that ACL, that's important. That means he should have got paid. And so that's – I mean, yeah. That's going to put the Giants in a weird-ass position next year, but we'll see what happens, man. I don't know. Exactly, but the weirdest, but the weirdest thing about that is, yeah, DJ did good, but that offense was still ran around whether Saquon did good or not. If Saquon didn't do good, DJ didn't do good, and even the game, it was like two, it was like two games that Saquon didn't even get a hundred yards, and DJ still did good because Saquon was averaging six yards a carry in that game, so we didn't have to feed him the ball. That's play action all day. If you if you giving your running back the ball and he getting six yards a carry for like two or three runs, that's play action all day. And then Saquon's the type of person that you ain't even got to give him the ball no more. The defense is going to fear him. They're not going to forget about him. They're still going to key on him because they know what he can do and they know that the offense is ran around him. So that that's why when you just said, well, if the offense looked like anything like next year, that that's – I don't really see that happening because it looks like we're trying to go to we're trying to transition into the new millennium. All the way from the '80s to last year, we've been run first. The league done went to pass, and we're still depending on the run. Now it looks like we're going to try to depend on the pass more. That's so, that's what it looks like the transit and this one and it's gonna be a transit. It's gonna be a transition because that's not your typical giant football. Oh, not I disagree. Wise is not. I, I, not I disagree with that. Wise is not. 
I disagree. I disagree with what you're saying because the Giants. That's the reason why earlier, the earlier years of this platform, we we got on um, Jerry Reese about that because he after that second Super Bowl, Super Bowl Forty Six, mm-hmm. with David Deal retiring. Uh, who else was on that line? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the guy McKenzie. So O'Hara. they felt. Yeah, was he on that team? yeah, I guess he was on that team, right? Well, you know, you, yeah. we know what we're talking about. The point is, yeah. Jerry Reese yeah. wanted to go to a more of a finesse, pass-happy offense at the time. Because remember, we talked about it when we started this platform years ago. So he drafted Odell Beckham Jr. He drafted Sterling Shepard. He drafted guys that were wide receiver-ish, you know, you know more – Finesse. It, it, the Giants tried to be more of a finesse team. Remember, they brought in Jeff Schwartz from the Kansas City uh, Chiefs. They brought um, uh, man, Nick Solder. You know, a little bit later. But, but the point is, they yeah. tried to go the pass route with an agent Eli Manning. Problem is, an agent Eli Manning was a little bit past his prime, and you know, we all know the story about the fans love him. Don't trade away our Eli and. And I guess the plan that they thought would work with Eli Manning, with an old, an older quarterback, with a more of a finesse offense. Then here comes 2018. We draft Saquon Barkley. We trade away. Uh, Gettleman comes. He trades away Odell Beckham Jr. to Cleveland and the rest is history. So the point I'm trying to say to you, Dre, is Giants did try that route. Problem is it did not work. What you could blame. Personnel combination with offensive line, the wide receivers, aging quarterback. They went down that route. Now they're trying to get back to where they were pre Super Bowl uh, forty six. We yeah, I I, I completely mm-hmm. agree. Uh, I completely agree. We did try that route, but the whole problem was that route that we tried. Like you said, Eli, how can you okay? How are you going to put a West Coast type offense and bring McAdoo in? Put right, in a West right. Coast type offense with Eli. Eli is no near. He's nowhere near most at all. Well, we know that now. They did. They tried yeah. to experiment at the time, and it didn't work. So that's why you know when you were saying it was a passing league, and I mean this is why they drafted Barkley. They went back to what they knew as an organization. Chris seen the Giants for four or five decades, and all they know is run and play defense. That's what the fans are used to. Yeah, it's a blue collar. Yeah. A hard hat, you know, run run the rock, play defense. The Giants kind of got back to that last year, you know. Um, yep. uh, and, and Carl says it great, you know. We may not agree with the Daniel Jones contract, but tomorrow's price is always going to go up. Now, whether he accepted the terms that a lot of Giant fans wanted to offer him, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Is it really worth running the risk of not having that quarterback? I don't know, but. It's kind of like saying you can always find a running back for cheaper. I mean, that's just the marketplace for the running back because all teams are on that. Well, we're not going to overpay for – look at Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, it's a perfect example. You paid him. He, took, he, he literally declined right before our eyes. Whether you love him or you hate him, that's the reason why they cut him for Tony Pollard. I mean, we could, yeah. look at Miles Sanders, Eagles, a team that went to the Super Bowl. We, we could replace you, bro. I mean, it's yep. just that's just the market. Like you said, Dre, it's the marketplace. You're right. Where is like, that? Yeah, 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 that's saying... yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Where is Elliot? No, Where I'm just saying, Elliot? like, I don't know. Did he ever get picked I, up? I don't think he signs it. But the point is, the running backs, uh, are, 
We'll find somebody else. Look at our, look at our, within our division to see that shit. <laughs> like girl singers. Yeah. Like it was in, seemed like, like the, 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 the way it was set up was for, for fans like me, you, everybody, all the other stakeholders that's on, that be on this show from week to week, that actually pay attention, um, the way it was, the way it was set up, Get, Gettleman basically screwed us because, and I and I told people I was like, yeah, DJ is gonna DJ is gonna be the quarterback next year, not because of what he's doing now. I said because basically without Barkley, he's not doing nothing this year. I said he's just a game manager. I said he's not going to get paid from what he's doing on the field. He's going to get paid because we can't afford to get rid get rid of a quarterback and have a rookie come in or somebody else come in and start right off the bat. That's how I was looking. I was like, the way it's set up, DJ is, he, he, he you know, he's, he's, he's golden. He's cool. Like, he, he's going to get his bag regardless because the way the system is set up and the way we were declining, we've been declining for a decade, and we need to win right now. We can't afford to just drop DJ. And, and go for another quarterback that, you know. Right. I that, mean, that's pretty much the point. Yeah. I mean, you can find a exactly, million running yeah. backs. Whether you love right. Daniel Jones or not or whatever, there's not a lot of them in that league where he's shown. He actually proved that he could game manage a lot of wins, just get some other help around him. Like, I mean, listen, I'm not a big fan of him, but I understand why they did it for his value because if you wait and you try to wait and sign him, it's going to cost them more next year. Might as well lock him now. You know, that's the, that's the yep. Giants' thoughts. And then he agreed to those terms. Yeah. And then, um, you know, fortunately, our franchise running back that we love coming from Penn State, listen, that's just the market. And all listen, he's not the only one that's, you know, going to get cut or, you know, franchise tag or whatever. That's why you can always find running backs in the draft. All right, we got only a few more minutes, but we got the draft next week, Chris, right? Um, I said we come on at, let's say, 9 p.m. in two weeks on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if the Giants draft twenty five, unless they trade that, up, that, you know, yeah. I mean, maybe we can yeah. play like that. Like, we'll, we'll come on at Let nine o'clock. We, we usually come on at eight, but that draft is long as fuck. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we might as well just they, come on at the nine. Giants, you know, and by the time we come on at nine, yeah, huh? Nine thirty. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Let me tell you something. They're gonna do pregame. Other tributes. Then it's gonna be a singer. Yeah. Then it's gonna be something else, and then everybody's going to yeah, take yeah. the maximum Fly over. Oh, they'll all fly yeah. yep. And by the time the Giants get there, it's going to be with the 25th pick, oh. like, oh, what, 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 what? I got it. You right, 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 right. I'm hey, thinking I got, too, I got a, honestly. I got a but question for you. I thought he might work. It's, 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 I got a question for you. Okay, so I'm going I'm, I'm to switch sports right quick. Are you going to be in Cleveland for any of the Knicks games? Stop, no. You you'll see you'll see me when you see me, bro. I hate when people ask me on air where I'm gonna be. I don't even know where I'm gonna be, bro. Stop asking me okay. on air where I'm gonna well, be. Well, 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 just put it just just put it this way. Just put it this way. If you do happen to to come to Cleveland, hit me up. We gonna go out to eat. Bro, we can talk about that. I'm not, go, I'm not going on, to the game. Bro, I'm not going bro, to the bro. game. To... Off air, off air, bro, bro. Stop doing this. Yeah, air. that's what I'm saying. Just, just, yeah. I got you. Stop. I don't. Azul doesn't put his business on air unless it's frontliner shit. 
If it's a planned event, it's public. We'll we'll let everybody know where it'll be. But if as long as where I'm gonna be, you can hit me off offline, man. I don't do that shit on there. Okay, let me let me let 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 me get your mind right right quick. Let me let me get your let me let get your mind right. Okay, so even though it was pre preseason, I know you enjoyed them beating the shit out of Cleveland, uh, the Yankees. I know you enjoyed it. Well, what you think about that? It's preseason, but still. What's preseason? It's not preseason. The Yankees we played Cleveland the other night. No, bro, that's regular season. All right, bro. Let's get the final thoughts, man. Let's get the final thoughts, man. All right. Final, final thoughts. thoughts. <laughs> final thoughts is we had a really good draft here, all of us. Uh, it took a lot of aptitude and a lot of good common sense came out of it. Um, I just wish we had more picks. I guess I got spoiled up the past few years with us having dra- um, um, lottery picks and all that. But, uh, hey, it is what it is. We got, we got, we're a better team. That's why we didn't get the lottery stuff. So, um, hey, we just can't wait for the draft, man. Can't wait for the draft. Well, the real one. So, so you say 930? You want to put someone in 930 for next uh, yeah, two weeks gonna, from now? It's going to be. It's going to be. <laughs> It's gonna be like, okay. You we'll know, do that. Well, yeah, and we'll let well, whatever the changes are, we'll let everyone know. But yeah, pretty good okay. solid show tonight, and uh, hopefully, all of y'all out there enjoyed that. Uh, again, Dre, say a final thought, right quick, man. Final thoughts? Yes, please. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, almost two two hours. But um, yeah, final thoughts, man. Um. You know, we had a we had a good draft today. You know, it's it's obvious that all three of us and the stakeholders that weren't on the line that put their picks in, um, they they know where we're trying to go and what we need. So, um, it's always always enjoy, you know, chatting it up with fans that actually, you know, know what's going on and everything. Lee Blue, let's get these drafts. All right. Big shout out to Isaac, Worm, Matty Dogs. Dre for their input in, in this wonderful draft. Check out our baseball shows. Susie Prof is back, bleed, bleeding um, Yankee Blue. Um, you got the Rangers Proud shows, which is go, which which is uh, every Tuesday. You know, real spirited conversation there. They're on. Also check those out on uh, social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I mean, I'm sorry, Empire Sports Media and Forever Blue Shirts. Check out the Nickabaka Ave page and show every Wednesday normally around 9 o'clock. And uh, um, check, check, look, look for the Bleed Blue um, uh, reviews. I'm sorry, I'm having time remembering this. The, re- the, <laughs> the Bleed Blue uh, video clips and reviews to be, uh, on the Bleed Blue fan page. Check us out on iTunes, Podcast Republic, Stitcher apps, Podcast um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, everything. And now I'm going to give it for the close down to the Azul. Yeah, we had a strong week, a very strong week of episodes. The hockey was fantastic. Shout out to RP, Ranger Proud, Blue Shirts Hockey. Uh, I know they had their season finale uh, versus the Maple Leafs tonight and getting ready for the playoffs uh, on Monday. 
Uh, and we talked about all the matchups on the NHL, possible matchups. Shout out to Carl, who's on, you know, Carl, who's on the football program. He joined us with the hockey, and of course, Glenn and Scott, Mr. Ice Guy Blander, the Face Off Hockey Podcast, and Ranger Proud for Forever Sports, uh, Forever Blue Shirts, and um, Empire Sports Media. Uh, Nickelbacker Adam Dominic had a fantastic episode with the Knicks matchup versus the Cavaliers, but also all the other matchups with the play-ins and the, also the uh, the first round matchups. And very good dialogue on the archives. And, of course, you just heard the stakeholders on round-by-round, pick-by-pick. We'll be back in two weeks later. No, you know, we'll be back later. We'll be on the lookout. If the Giants trade up, we'll, we'll come on earlier. But since they pick at, what, 25, we'll probably come on, like yeah. you said, Chris, like 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. Uh, we'll have fun in two weeks uh, on the live NFL draft show like we normally do. Shout-outs to the front line. I think Bakes and, and a couple other members are going out to the draft in Kansas City. So shout-outs to them and, and their organization. And I got nothing else. Chris, enjoy the NBA playoffs, Chris. Uh, and Dre, okay. enjoy the NBA playoffs. and uh, NFL, uh, it was good dialogue, man. I have nothing else to add. And see the shows on the Twitter and, 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 and the IG and, and, and the FB. Give it a share and a retweet and, uh, and, def- and, and a listen, man, for sure. Bleed blue, bleed blue, bleed blue. Bleed blue. Bleed blue.